0: permaculture perspectives. Today I'm broadcasting from the porch on the center of our region. I live in, campus here in Islandville. And such an amazing fall day here. I wanted to get out and enjoy the natural heat that the sun affords to us here on the south side of our house where we have a really beautiful student in forest. porch. Uh, due to its orientation being southern. What does it mean to have safety in a country that is constantly embroiling itself in the affairs of other people around the world and seems to have a great weakness in terms of looking at ourselves in the mirror and wondering more introspectively about our role in the world? What does it really mean to have autonomy? What does that come from? And what I'm going to get into today is how does permaculture design really discuss the teams, the two words, the means I would to achieve a desirable and bountiful regional. System, Because at the foundation of any well-designed civilization is a well-designed way of growing food. And one of the big mistakes that we've made in the regional food movement has been a certain level of presumptuousness when it comes to thinking that we are so far advanced that we don't have a vast amount of learning still to do. And that presupposition is one of the failings that I see over and over again as I look around and take students to That really, if you want to be a successful farmer, it doesn't have much to do with a business plan. It does have a lot to do with your ability to cooperate with other people. And the degree to which you are able to do that will far more significantly influence your quote-unquote success as a farmer as a person who becomes a grower and a producer of something that is truly desirable and largely unavailable. What it is that will bring about success is your cooperation, your collaboration, your participation with existing members and new members of your community who are like-minded, who are excited by what you're doing and are ready to go along for the ride. And the degree to which a person, an operation, an institution stays myopically self-interested and disconnected from the local community and not resourcing people who are already in the area, who are great inspirational sources for us to be collaborating with you know I take students to many farms and many different innovative energy systems like the biogas digester at the magic brewery really in Vermont and the Mad River feed hub and Vermont compost with Carl Hammer and Four Winds Farm here in Gardner, New York with JMO. Moore. And, you know, what I find over and over again is that a lot of people seem to think that they don't have to do any homework when it comes to teaching beginning farmers how to be successful. And so they don't reach out to these local farmers and these existing operations that have some incredible history and innovative Action behind them, and they instead really purport to be offering a valuable service by helping beginner farmers do things like make spreadsheets for how much they're going to make selling carrots at the farmer's market and not helping them to look around for operations that grow carrots without killing and rototilling and using huge amounts of machinery but use a minimal amount and an appropriate amount and looking at all the inputs not just whether or not you make the most dollars and cents but also are you doing things in a manner that is enjoyable and is a long-term solution, meaning it's not utterly and completely dependent upon a fossil fuel import-export economy to be rolling the trucks in and out for your business plan to make sense. When you think about where does security come from, where does our well-being come from, I think it you'll arrive at some similar conclusions as I have, which is it has to do with access to the necessities of life. How easily accessible is really good food in your life? How far does it have to come from in order for you to be enjoying it? How easily accessible is really ecologically sound energy in your life that comes from a reasonable distance away. How easily accessible is really good fresh drinking water? Does it come from 275 feet down in the ground and require an electric pump that's connected to a long distance grid? It requires a coal-burning and nuclear power plant to be in operation for you to have water. Because these systems, these industrial, long-distance, non-regional, but global systems offer us no real security. What they offer us is vulnerability. Vulnerable because we are bad actors with a global spread of blight that we depend upon in order to have the lights on at night. And this is really what leads to the violence in the world that very rightly was directed at this country. And I think that anybody who can't see that Americans have for a long time been asking for a serious slapdown isn't really very self-aware as a citizen in this country. And the vicissitudes of nature also have a wonderful way of hopefully bringing some humility into the uh, mindset. Of what is a very presumptuous and arrogant nation. Any country that requires a huge standing military and vast amounts of fossil fuels and radioactive materials in order to. us the most vulnerable and as we begin to pan out a little bit from our own particular circumstances and ask more broadly, is it desirable for people to live in a way where they depend upon such a toxic legacy and such a scale? Of exploitation as has never been seen before in human history. And these larger themes, these themes of nationalism and industrialization, these are broader patterns of civilization that necessarily arise as we begin to ask foundational questions about who we are what is our purpose what does it mean to have a purpose-driven life a purpose-driven life that is ethically, ecologically and socially desirable not a purposeful life that is driven by myopia self-absorption and an inability to be cooperative collaborative and interconnected to your community and to the world around you. And from that interconnection and interrelationship, creating prosperity for all. There is no such thing as prosperity for the few. There is only prosperity when everyone is enjoying the party. As long as a few people left out in the cold to be desperate and strung out and uncared for we are all at risk of being those people and if we don't recognize that if we don't have the humanity to realize that our ultimate work our purpose on this planet is to take care of one another and to take care of the greater matrix of life from which we have all evolved and to which We all return. And it is my passionate belief in this perspective that drives my desire to articulate more concisely what does it look like to disentangle ourselves from the web of deceit that right now we are ensnared in, in this petrochemical nuclear age of militarization, to name it in one of its forms, disentangling ourselves from that. Toxic nonsense is essential for the future evolution of all life on this planet, and arguably most importantly, considering that I am a human being, I have a certain added value that I put on humanity, and I feel that our species is particularly reprehensible for its inability to be a caring and Species. And as long as we lack in that particular behavior, everything else. we have all been born, and from which all future life will come. And I like to bring things back to these fundamental frameworks to remind myself and you listeners that we are part of something greater than us, and that something is the earth itself. And that as we think about today and the losses that happened on this day in this country, and we think about how do we create conditions that are less tragically prone to such actions. It is my view that it comes from the realization that we must provide ourselves with more of what we need from right where we live by cooperating more intimately with one another in this work of growing food creating energy, creating comfortable places to live, giving our children a joyful and exuberant life. And as we create these feelings, this health, this real celebration of life, we will address these broader, global issues of violence and hatred that are largely a result of human inequity, human exploitation, and degradation that has been precipitated upon people by people. And so it is our work in this world to change our own means of violence upon ourselves and to find purpose and meaning in the real work growing food, gathering wood, and enjoying being alive and the gift of a breath of air and a drink of water. And so I give to you today these perspectives and insights and share with you this look at where does regional food security come from? And tonight I'll be giving a talk at our local Rondout so Valley Hormaculture Meetup on this theme and blessing it out with some images and some more examples. So thank you for listening. Um, my first broadcast in the last, so I look forward to hearing from you all as to uh, this one interest to you and other things you might like to get Thank you. Enjoy the time